was about 16 or 17 um, and I was in Bangalore. I was preparing for my SAT at that point. Um, so one evening, it was about 7, 7.30 p.m. It was already dark and I was coming back from somewhere in an auto. Um, auto is like a taxi that we take. Um, and the roads were kind of empty and at one point uh, the the driver's behavior kind of started um, creeping me out a little bit so it, it the, the ride started off really normally I got on the auto I told him where I wanted to go and at one point the road is absolutely empty and it's dark and he looks back at me while driving He's not looking forward. He's looking back at me. And he points towards my nose ring. And he makes a gesture uh, with three fingers when you shake like uh, with your hand. That means it's nice. When something's nice, you make that gesture. And he said something in Kannada, which of course I didn't understand. And it was kind of creepy. It was very creepy. And something else happened and I was like no this is not going well so I made him stop and I looked at the meter and I paid him 20 rupees that was how much it had been up until that point it hadn't been like a a long uh, time into the ride then I walked up to the nearest signal and I took another auto from that signal Now the signal is still, I am sitting in the new auto and the signal is still red, it isn't green yet. And I see that this other guy who I was riding with, he has come and he's talking to my current auto driver. Something in Canada and again I don't understand. And this current auto driver um, turns to me and, and I'm feeling that something's not right all this time. And this is a signal, by the way. Um, I forget which signal it is. Um, it was, but it was as crowded as it could get. Like I cannot, I don't know how to describe what a crowded signal in on in an Indian metro would mean. But as crowded as it would get. And this guy turns to me, my current auto driver, and he is like, "Please get out of my auto." He is threatening me that if I take you somewhere, he's going to kill me. And this is happening at a crowded signal. And I was like, what? And at this point, I don't know what to do. Like, should I get off? I don't know what to do. Before I can think of anything, this guy, the guy from my previous auto, um, he puts his hand inside the auto where I'm sitting. He grabs my... Um, I'm wearing a salwar so he grabs my salwar he grabs like the upper half um, from the upper half of the cloth Um, he grabs my salwar and he drags me out of the auto um, just by grabbing my, my clothes and at this point I'm crying I don't know what to do and for a while, I, I don't have a lot of memory of what happened after that. And also everybody around me, that auto and this auto, they were all speaking in Canada. 
which i don't understand so i don't remember what was happening i the only memory i have is that it was just a lot of people and nobody really came up for a, for a while and maybe maybe people didn't know or didn't care or were afraid or i don't know and at some point before anything worse happened four guys about my age um they came forward and they also got a cop with them now at which point did they get a cop um i don't remember again the memory is not clear everything is too fuzzled up in my memory and they were standing with me they were comforting me and i wasn't able to talk at that point so they were telling the cop um what they saw now the cop took me and the guy to the station and uh, these guys they um i contacted me uh, i contacted them later so that's why i know that they gave me my number they gave me their number wow they gave me their number so um but i don't remember them giving me their number it's just because i was able to contact them later that's the only reason i know so next thing i remember i am at the uh, police station and uh, he asks me the cop um how much money did you give him because he is telling us that you didn't pay your fare and i told him 20 rupees and he asked me uh, what like what coins and what notes so i told him what coins and what notes and they actually found the exact coins and the exact notes uh, from his pocket so then there was a bit like okay he's the guy and they beat him but not not too much it was just like two 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 times hitting by the cane by the stick whatever it is and they took him inside and um the next conversation was with me and right now but at this point i am absolutely disoriented like my mind mind has stopped working way back at the signal it stopped working so right now i'm not able to process anything but he explained to me that and i realized more than him explaining that what this guy did was uh, not just eve teasing it was serious enough to to be called to for a for a case to be filed and a molestation case and there would be a hearing in the court and for him to be punished and uh i don't remember even how i felt and he was like oh we'll we'll tell you what to do next and just keep in touch with the guys and those four guys were i cannot thank them enough i still feel extremely grateful so okay i went back to my um, hostel at that point um i don't know how i contacted them or whether they contacted me i don't know what happened um, about that but i just know that i didn't tell that to this to anyone to anyone from my family um now the next is probably and the thing is this is not something that i wanted to deal with at that point this was too unpleasant and i was i was here looking forward to probably a good life a new beginning in the us 
suddenly something so unpleasant happens uh, anyways after a few days um, i don't know whether it was the cop or it was um, these guys who had helped me they told me about the hearing and they they gave me a date and they said we will be there too to support you so they also wanted to come as witnesses a and and just to be there for me and oh my god that was like you cannot cannot thank them enough i don't it's it's too long ago for me to remember every single detail but at that point i had this feeling that once a hearing starts and i was less than a couple of months away from coming to the us going to the us at that point so i was like once the hearing starts i know that i am not rich enough to keep coming back here for for different dates so if they call me again in october i am going in august and if they call me again in october i can't pay like 1 lakh rupees or 1000 dollars to go back and forth and then stay in hotels i don't have that kind of money i simply don't a part of me said logistically this will not work out and there is merit to that i don't think that it could have worked out logistically but there was also another part of me that was simply reluctant to fight because it was too unpleasant a thing to do i didn't want to feel like a girl who had been molested i i didn't think of myself as that in my mind so i didn't want to deal with it you know i just didn't and i called those guys and i told them hey i i am going to the us very soon i don't think this will work out i don't think that logistically i can come back and forth for the hearings and they said okay fair enough we understand and there was no disappointment in their voice they understood there was no pressure on me the f- the fact that it would not have worked out logistically is true but the fact that i did not even try and it was just not logistically logistical reason that was keeping me from wanting to do it it was just i didn't want to fight a fight that was uncomfortable i was like i'm going to start my life in the us and i don't want to deal with it this is something i don't want to deal with on a human level you understand where you are coming from but i think in life i think i think what i did was wrong not not the fact that um not the fact that monetarily it wouldn't have been possible but the fact that i did not even try i did not even ask around is there a way to do this like i could have asked somebody i could have probably asked my mother i don't know is there a way to do it like can i fight because because i didn't want to deal with something that was unpleasant i became complicit i was like it's okay maybe this guy is an absolute pervert and a creep maybe he beats the shit out of his wife every day maybe he molests his daughter too and maybe what happened with me 
is going to happen again to some other girl and maybe this time he will get away with doing something much worse but well is that my problem no so i don't want to fight because it's too unpleasant for me to fight that is what i did back then so just the way everything that was happen- happening to me was happening in a crowded signal with at least a thousand people around me and nobody came except for these four guys i became one of those crowd by choosing to make that not my problem it had happened to me right i had escaped i was okay now why go back why fight so what if he is going to do that to somebody else that's that's that person's problem not mine so in that moment i became one of those crowds one of those people from the crowd who just didn't want some girl is getting molested it's just like i want to go back home from work i don't care i became one of them in that moment and very recently i had gone to india and i heard my little sister say this baat ko mat badhao don't increase an issue don't don't make an issue bigger and that is the typical mentality that we have why make an issue issue bigger just let it go but sometimes when you let something go when you don't fight you're doing it because you don't want to put yourself in an inconvenience and if that means that something much worse can happen to someone in the future you choose for it to not be your problem you choose to be complicit what i did there the part of me that didn't want to deal with something unpleasant that was wrong um but i think that life has a way of kind of see when when you run away from situations when you don't want to deal with whatever is on your plate you feel that once this is done like i felt this is done like i'm going to the us this is i'm never going to have to face something unpleasant again i'm going to have a good life and i'll probably even not remember that something like this ever happened to me but life does not work like that and we don't realize that we feel that we can pick and choose and we can run away from um issues in life sometimes i feel that you cannot you don't truly run away from anything anything that you think that you ran away from you you still carry fragments of it in your being this happened this incident with the auto driver had happened when i was 17 probably now cut to i am 19 um it's been like maybe a year of me being in the us or a little more than a year at this point i was dating a guy who was about 10 years older than me um and i'm sitting in a restaurant with him um at lexington avenue in new york in new york city um and the restaurant was is saravana bhavan it's one of their branches and i'm sitting and i i remember the table where i'm sitting i have like a pictorial memory of everything that happened 
and at some point he says something very demeaning to me and of course um this is not the first time when something demeaning was said to me but anyways um something demeaning is said to me and i feel a little offended so i refuse to eat and fine i'm not eating and everyone's just like nothing i didn't think i was just like i'm kind of offended so i'm not going to eat and then you step out i step out of the restaurant with him and suddenly there's this extremely um, aggressive look on his face and he says bitch you insulted me in front of all of those waiters you were sitting not eating the food that i bought you think you think that they don't notice they must be thinking that i'm a loser something like that and he was like now i'm going to show you bitch i'm going to show you and he's just mumbling to himself and he's walking in front of me and he's walking extremely fast and at this point i try to touch his bag to just be like you're walking too fast um i'm not able to catch up and my hand touches his back and the next thing i know is there's a blackout there's a blackout between then and what happened and i don't have very clear memory of this from this moment but i know that there was a pole in in front of this on the way when you come out of a restaurant it's like i don't know what kind of pole it is but i am like fallen in front of that pole so i have fallen in front of that pole on a road i had the sense that i was pushed on that pole but it was too fast it happened everything from the moment i walked out of that restaurant everything that happened happened too fast for me to be able to register anything now i i am i i'm shaken again again when something like this happens you can't process it i am shaken and i'm crying and i've been pushed on the pole and i'm falling but next thing i remember is i'm at the train station and i'm at the train station with this same guy um and at this point i'm very disheveled i don't know if disheveled is the word like somebody can visibly look at me and say that something's wrong and i'm crying and i remember two cops on the other side yeah on the other side of the train station two cops and they are looking at me and they can see that something's wrong and it's almost like they are debating is it like a couples thing or like should we really intervene because maybe they are like looking for a signal from me that if this girl like looks at us and like she says that she needs help or something we can go but otherwise if it's just a couples thing they are looking at me and this guy sees that they are looking at me and he says to me if those cops come here if those cops talk to me because of you i'm never ever fucking going to talk to talk to you again in this life just remember that 
so he's at this point scared that he will be arrested because of what he did uh i didn't fight back again i took the train went back to my college dorms and kept crying through the night um uh, yeah i thought yeah that that's what i meant when i said that life has a way of getting even with you you feel that you feel that you can choose the easy way you feel that you can choose what's convenient for you and you can compartmentalize your life you can say that that was a different compartment so what if i didn't fight then you know this is a new beginning no what you do your actions it doesn't matter if you say that you're at a different place or you're a changed person your actions follow you as long as you let them follow you so i did not fight once again and what was the reason that i didn't fight this time there were many several reasons i think the biggest reason was that i was too afraid that i will lose this guy so the moment he said i'm never going to talk to you again if those cops come here that thing was like done in my head second was lack of clarity i was 19 and there are people who have a very strong sense of self even at 19 and i really appreciate and envy those people but i was really not one of them i was very confused and lost and i was not really sure what i was doing or what i wanted it was just for me hanging on to whatever felt good and this felt good being with somebody felt good so i just hung on to it with no sense of what i truly want so i just didn't fight when something happened also because i was so unclear about myself i didn't have the clarity to fight um fear yes not just fear of losing the person and not just lack of clarity but also fear of again being that girl who gets abused because in my head i am not that girl right and the truth is that unless you have lived a very protected life you've you belong to a certain kind of family or you you've lived in a very specific kind of society or neighborhood throughout your life it is extremely highly likely that you have faced some very very serious abuse at some point in your life so there is no kind of girl that gets abused people when they are vulnerable or when they are not strong enough to fight for themselves often times get abused by people who are stronger at that point in time but yeah this was one reason that i didn't didn't fight and of course this was the only thing that i was hanging on to what what else did i have to hang on to right and 
for the sake of my own conscience i should say that i called the guy again the next day i called just because i still wanted to not i was still afraid to not lose that thing so it's a very shameful thing to admit but it's the right thing to do not fighting was the wrong thing to do it was one of the wrongest things that i've done in my life baat ko mat badhao don't fight you know in school nobody is going to come and ask you to fight for yourself people are going to be like listen to people around you listen to your elders do this be obedient and indian middle class right our values are like don't don't get noticed too much don't be don't be a troublemaker you have to survive in the system maybe people are right maybe fighting has a cost if you fight at this point i am feeling this pain because i don't even know how many people will make it up until this point but i have to put my truth out i think it's it's for my own sake so there is a cost to fighting in life you will lose things when you fight either you lose security maybe you're getting security out of someone out of a situation and that allows the other person to disrespect you as and when they like because they know that you're getting something out of them and when you fight you lose that thing maybe you'll ch- lose so called love so called because it's not but when you fight sometimes you truly will lose people who actually probably care about you because they don't want to get involved in that fight uh sometimes if for example if what happened to me in bangalore if it wasn't happening in a square if it was a bunch of people like four five strong men who were teasing me and i chose to fight back maybe that could have escalated to something much worse i wouldn't have the strength to defend myself against those five men maybe the safest thing to do actually would be to keep your head low and get the fuck out of there So yeah when people tell you fighting has a cost they are not lying but i think there's a very important thing that they don't tell you there is an equally big cost to pay when you don't fight for yourself once you lose respect for yourself in your own eyes no amount of money no amount of luxury no amount of comfort is going to give that back to you with all the comfort in the world you will still struggle to get the fuck out of your bed every single day and show up no amount of counseling 
no amount of therapy no amount of medication is going to fill up the void that you have created in your life by choosing to let go of your respect yeah you can pay therapists to tell you to be kind to yourself and those are all valid things there's nothing wrong with being kind to yourself sometimes as a human being you truly are afraid you you don't fight because you truly are scared you're just weak that's a fact and they will tell you that but there will always be a part of your conscience that will keep pricking you and it will not let you go to sleep uh sometimes when people have silenced their conscience enough they actually become numb then they have to there's a there's a uh something known as selective amnesia so very conveniently you choose to forget parts of your parts of your life that make you uncomfortable that you don't want to face and when somebody brings that up that's a trigger I think for a long time I tried to forget that something like this ever happened that I was abused and first time I chose to not fight back and second time I was I just couldn't fight back and I chose to go to the same guy again I tried to forget but again again you cannot you cannot forget you cannot forget at some point it will catch up at some point it will catch up with you for so this happened with me this guy pushing me on the pole on a road this happened with me when i was 19 and today i am 26 like 26 and a few months and i'm going to be 27 in august and maybe from that day to this day since it sunk in after that incident happened for the first few days it did not even sink in it sunk in after only after a month that something like that had happened and sinking in is not equal to understanding I understand it now what happened anyways so i this happened it's been a lot of years throughout these years from 19 to 26 and a half i don't remember one single day maybe there have been days maybe one odd day somewhere where i felt nothing about it but there has not been one single day from that day to this day where before sleeping this thought has not hit me i wish i could go back on that day and i could fight for myself i could put up a motherfucking fight and i could show that motherfucker his place 
no amount of money no amount of success or comfort is ever for me going to going to fill that there's been a lot of nights where i haven't been able to sleep and i deserve it i deserve it i'm not a victim in this i deserve it because in 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 hindi we grew up with a saying and then very conveniently we forgot it when we were when we, we when we grow up we just forget everything so uh, there's this saying anyay sehne wala anyay karne wale se bhi bada gunhegar hai that means a person who is complicit and who tolerates who chooses to tolerate injustice is a bigger sinner than a person who commits injustice by com- by tolerating by being complicit in injustice you are you are not only sinning against yourself by allowing somebody to disrespect you you're also sinning against the perpetrator because when when there is no resistance against a person's actions they never learn that their actions are wrong when you put up a motherfucking fight and you say that i am here and i am going to fight do what you can when a person sees that resistance in your eyes that's when they probably have a chance to realize that they might be wrong this is a very beautiful saying and i don't know where it just goes away when when we when we grow older tolerating injustice is a sin just as big of a sin as it is to commit injustice any kind of injustice i chose to tolerate injustice and i sinned against myself and whatever it is that i have to pay back for that sin i'm willing to pay paid back i don't want to run away this time because every time something un- uncomfortable happened i just chose to run away run away put put mud over that memory just pretend like it didn't happen and it's it's not possible you can pretend but for how long it will catch up with you that's why i don't want to run away i have done something that's wrong as wrong as the other person i tolerated it and i deserve to pay for it whether it was out of age whether it was out of fear whatever reasons you give you sin against your soul when you let somebody violate you in any form and you you are complicit with it you stand by it and the biggest price to pay for it is that you you can never be the same person again knowing that you've done what you've done you will never be the same person you can get whatever it is that you were afraid to lose but you will lose a part of yourself that is much bigger than all of that and i'm human of course i feel afraid i might feel afraid of losing something tomorrow and this question might come once again should i fight or should i just leave it 
sometimes maybe what you what you stand to lose by fighting is too big i don't know that's not my call but you have to remember that not choosing to fight for yourself one day when you are fully able to process what you did to yourself you will never be able to forgive yourself that that price is a very big price to pay i feel that this is something that i'm going to take to my grave and honestly i am willing to carry that burden because again what i did was not right and i deserve to pay for it and let this be my reminder to always know that there is a very big price to pay if you don't fight for yourself a very very fucking big price to pay you can be in the best places in the world and you still won't be able to sleep and this is just not my story man come on like what percentage of population has never experienced serious abuse in their life i think that's a that's a low number there is such a population i know that um lucky lucky people but again less than maybe maybe 20% maybe 30% i don't know i think most of us have experienced some thing a different scales of serious but abuse i just wish that we were taught just the way we were taught to be obedient we were also taught that okay there will be a price to fight for yourself but when you don't fight for yourself sometimes the price might be much bigger so just remember that i wish someone told me that even if you're in the wrong if you've done something wrong something not like a murder or a rape something just you went wrong somewhere that doesn't give somebody a free hand to be as abusive to you as possible people say why fight why bother well there is a consequence to not fighting and if you have a conscience that conscience will not fucking let you live it will not let you live and i deserve every bit of shame that i feel i truly deserve it what i did and what i didn't do in those two situations was shameful i should have pinned the motherfucker down i should have shown him his place i should have called the cops i should have done something i should have at least tried to see if there is a way i can fight the case i should have done something there is a very famous thing in uh, new york subways when you travel i don't know if it's also somewhere else but they always un- keep announcing if you see something say something always always um don't be complicit in life 99% of the population is complicit and i'm so scared again you cannot fight every fight in life that's a fact too but but in that instant of when it's happening you have to be able to choose if i let this go will i be able to sleep if you're able if you will be able to sleep then i then that's your call but if a part of you says no if i allow this person to disrespect me 
i will not be able to sleep you have to fight sometimes you have to participate in fights that are ugly you have to do what it takes but if you are born in this world you cannot escape that again once again there is nothing more than that i want more than being able to go back to that exact moment and pin that motherfucker down and put him at its place but that's a regret it's not it's not an actuality it's just a constant reminder that i sinned against myself and i should have fought harder for myself and uh closing notes i was taking like during the pandemic i was taking an online uh online class like a online jujitsu class was it or brazilian jujitsu i don't remember yeah it was brazilian jujitsu um capoeira capoeira they call it capoeira maybe so the guy said we are not looking to fight you know in life we don't get on the road and we don't we are not looking to fight but sometimes in life we fight so we don't have to that's a very important thing to remember be prepared to fight so you don't have to fight yep that's it <laughs>